From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're listening to Sonia Poulton on today's News Talk, TNT. Hello and welcome to you on today's News Talk. It's Thursday, January the 18th, 2024. I don't know about you, but it's been freezing here in London. I was reminded this morning why TNT is so absolutely vital and important. As I was getting ready for the show, I was I accidentally flicked onto a Sky News uh, press review on YouTube. Now, as a journalist and working in mainstream, I long gave up agreeing to review uh, the press simply because it literally is the media eating the media. They just have around the journalists, often the same ones who have crafted the story in the first place, or discussing each other's work. But this morning, they were all discussing the two quite fairly routine operations that two members of of the royal family, um, Kate has uh, had abdominal surgery and uh, Charles is having for, I think, an enlarged prostate. Um, But they are routine. And uh, the way that the press was coming out about it was utterly reprehensible. The Daily Mail's front page is about how we should be praying for them. And the story inside, written by their royal correspondent, Correspondent Richard Kay, the headline, I have to read you, it's just ridiculous. The double blow of King Charles and our future Queen Kate's medical treatment leaves the nation reeling. It sends a shiver down our spines and shows how threadbare royal resources are. Absolutely ridiculous. They will have the very best in healthcare that is available to them. I'll tell you what sends a shiver down your spine. 7.71 million people on the NHS waiting list, which was the latest figure that that we had. They they say that there has been some decrease in it, but we shall see. We have a record-busting waiting list and have even before COVID. That is what sends a shiver down my spine. And I just thought, the press is just ridiculous. How can these journalists sit around reviewing these absolutely ridiculous stories? And also, good morning to Jules. Jules commented on a story that I was talking about yesterday. She said, good morning, Sonia. How ridiculous an average male athlete can declare themselves a woman and smash long-standing records and hog the number one step on podiums. The erasing, you might say, cancelling of all things female is insane. And so say all of us, Jules. You can contact me at Sonia Poulton at tntradio.live. And a quick question, are you brushing your teeth with plastic? I ask because viewer Trev went down the rabbit hole when he brushed his teeth with Aldi's Dentitex toothpaste. He noticed that it was a blue gel instead of a white paste, even though it doesn't say gel anywhere on the tube, he said. After using it, he noticed that little blue dots were being spat out in the water, so he investigated. It is actually, indeed, plastic. It's been going on for quite a long time, and many of the mainstream brands, including Crest, use it. These are microbeads. They serve no purpose aside from being decorative. Dentists are deeply worried about it. Um, It's PE, polyethylene, which is the most common type of plastic. It's found in plastic bags and containers, never uh, biodegrades. And uh, these are made of PE. And it's also found in face and body scrubs. You can obviously buy healthier alternatives, and I would urge you to look out for them. Let's have a look what's going on in our comments this morning. Boom! Go, Sonia. So right, says Shim. Good morning to you, Shin, from France. Fluoride-free toothpaste for me, says Catherine. 
They use these products to dispose of industrial waste. Long been the case, says We Fat Sug. Indeed. So pretty horrific for poor Trev to have discovered that he's been brushing his teeth with this. And uh, but there you go. What's this? Two and a half year waiting list in Devon for urologist if considered non-urgent, says Dud. This is absolutely outrageous. Please get in touch. Let me know if this is a, a ripple effect, not just a ripple effect, if this is happening all around the world. What are your waiting lists where you are? I use the Himalaya brand fluoride-free. Indeed, absolutely. I Oh, Holly uses an aloe vera toothpaste. See, now this is the brilliant thing, isn't it? The TNT viewers are so enlightened and awakened. It is positively refreshing. Uh, had to thaw out after this morning's dog walk, says Catherine. Is it Baltic there, Shug? Absolutely. Right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Oop. Bugger off Tedros, says Holly, presumably in relation to uh, Tedros, uh, what Tedros was just saying. I mean, that was just the most gaslighting speech, wasn't it? Isn't it extraordinary the way that they talk to us? Of course it is. Absolutely. But, you know, they I think they've gone past the point of caring. They just think that everybody seems to accept it en masse, except, of course, us dissidents, which uh, is always wonderful. And uh, we will be back shortly with Gemma Cooper. Do not go away. Stay with us on today's News Talk. Conversations to inform and include. It's meant for everyday people to understand. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello there, Gemma. Lovely to see you this morning. Is it brassy where you are? Yes, yes. I'm sitting in a, in a cold room. I think the heating's going to have to go up a few notches. It really is Arctic blast, though. We're getting that Arctic cold air. No sign of global boiling. And I must say, Sonia, you're bang on the money. I read those headlines this morning about the royal family from uh, from that media outlet. And, uh, you know, they're shiver down the nation's spine. We're shivering because we can't pay our energy bills. That's why we're shivering, mate. You know, completely, completely out of touch with what people are concerned about in the UK. And and yeah, I mean, actually, when I when I heard just before, before I went to bed last night about uh, Catherine uh, going into hospital, Kate going into hospital for abdominal surgery and staying in for weeks, I did raise a quizzical eyebrow and I thought, I did think, I don't think that's the real story there. I think there's something uh, else going, going on with her, which we'll never oh, know. Um, we but, think but that was of my the same. Instinct. Mine too, absolutely. In fact, I found it interesting that they announced both Charles and hers surgery on the same day. I was like, that's curious. Yes, absolutely. It's just my spider sense, my female intuition, which at midlife is operating far stronger than it ever has. Um, I just thought, nah, something, there's something dodgy about that story. Not that I particularly care because you're quite right. They have the best doctors in the world. It's well known that the, the royal family have homeopathic doctors when they're telling the rest of us that it, it's quack medicine and they've withdrawn it up from the NHS. You can't have a homeopathic referral anymore. You've got to pay for it yourself and go and find a decent homeopathic doctor in the UK. But they've got all of the best people behind the scenes looking after them. While you're quite right, nearly 8 million people languishing on the NHS waiting list. But I think Richard Kay's misjudged the public mood there. Uh, we're yes. shivering because we're freezing and we're skinned, yes. mate. Not yes. because of the Spot elites. On. Not because of the elites, yes. Does, Preach, my, does my head Gemma. in. <laughs> Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> love it. Love it dearly. But that, of course, is not what you're here to talk about today, although I did very much enjoy what you just had to say. I'm completely in accord with that. So tell us, tell us what's on your radar today. 
Well, I mean, Matt Boylan mentioned it there at the top of the news there about the airstrikes from Pakistan back at Iran after Iran struck Pakistan earlier in the week. And it is a tinderbox now, the Middle East, and we really sort of cannot ignore what has happened overnight um, with, with Pakistan striking back at Iran because, of course, Pakistan's got nuclear weapons. And what I find uh, strange here is the timing because relationships between the two countries which share a border have always been rocky. They've always been fragile. They've always been caught Cordial, but they've always been a little bit on a knife edge because on that border um, are militant groups uh, on both sides. Uh, and that was what the airstrikes from Pakistan were about. They were non-Iranian uh, uh, casualty well, deaths of seven people, inclu including what we know in that seven is allegedly three women and four children. And they say it's uh, non-Iranian deaths. It's Pakistani militant groups on the border, which they were striking at. Um, but it was part of a retaliation for Iran striking at militant groups you know, just 48 hours ago. Um, but I might, you know, this is not new. They have had these relationships, uh, fragile relationships for a while. That terrorist groups on the border have been there for a while. And you have to kind of ask yourself, why now? Uh, Pakistan right. is a nuclear country. We've got Israel, Hamas. Uh, it's kind of building up to this pressure cooker point. And I, you have to kind of say, is this some kind of fear-based exercise on the collective consciousness where the last, you know, since four years, four years ago, the fear-based exercise of what Ted Ross is just calling the original disease X. Isn't the language funny on that? You're quite right. It's gaslighting, preparing oh. us for the second disease X. Um, that yes. didn't quite work. They overplayed their hand with that. We saw through it and people are still seeing through it, largely due to vaccine damage. Actually, a lot of people, more and more people, are seeing through it that way. That didn't work. They can't bring it back too quickly, but they can ignite this situation in the Middle East and make us all terrified of impending World War Three, which many, many people um, are alluding to, including that NATO general who's doing that two-day talk in Brussels. He said yesterday that the West needs to prepare for the unexpected and we need to change our approach to defence. Now, I'm just curious as to uh, timings of everything. We all know the shadowy hands behind the scenes that let these situations come to pass. This could have happened ages ago. It's happening now. Right, This right. is nothing new. You know, the relationships between these two countries have always been shaky. But suddenly, when we've got Israel, Hamas, we've suddenly got this. It all seems a little bit orchestrated uh, and it all seems designed to put a lot of fear around the planet. That's my take on it this morning, looking behind the, the mainstream headlines. Gemma, talking some hard truths this morning. I'm loving it. Absolutely. This whole issue of fear-based and, you know, the sort of uh, the pending doom of World War Three. it seems to be ever-present, certainly since the whole October 7th with Hamas and Israel. And it is, there is a ramping up of gear. Of course, Pakistani ministries say, oh no, we are doing this in response to considering credible intelligence. But as you say, this could have happened at any time because as we know, the news is completely and utterly controlled except, you know, obviously stations such as TNT. But it's, it is interesting. So you do feel that it, it is potentially a fear-based uh, attack on the rest of us, not just on Iran. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I do think that is part of this. Um, lots more people, including commentators here on TNT, are talking about World War Three. Are talking about the possible nuclear escalation of this. Whether that will happen, because that's mutually assured destruction. Um, that, that's it. It's game over for humanity. It's game over for the planet. We're, we all know this. If you believe that nuclear weapons exist, which some people don't, there has been research done 
Uh, and I don't know enough about that research. I think John Hamer's done some research in, in the UK. I think other researchers have. Do nuclear weapons exist or are they? is it the threat of nuclear weapons that exist to make us all frightened? But uh, this situation, you know, with Russia has sympathies with certain countries in the Middle East. Obviously, the West has allegiances, which we're all completely aware of in the Middle East. You know, we stand by Israel in this country. The U US stands by Israel politically, I'm saying, not necessarily that's what the population thinks. But it's got the potential to drag in all the different countries, which means that we will be living in another collective state of fear globally, which is what we had four years ago. In this time, it won't be masks and tests that put the fear of God into us. It will be constant images on the television of, of, of nuclear bombs and in the mainstream media. Yes. And, and, you know, protect and survive drills, which we all under undertook here in the West uh, during the Cold War in the 1980s. That was a collective state of fear. So that's where this could potentially be going. But when you look behind the headlines and you realize that Pakistan and Iran have disliked each other for decades, you think, yes. well, why now then? Why is it all kicking off now? Right. That's, that's something I think we need to definitely look at. Right, exactly. And also we cannot ignore the fact that the ultimate in globalist meetings is taking place this week in Davos. And I always find it interesting because almost inevitably, every annual WEF meeting, something extraordinary happens on the world stage. And it could indeed just be a coincidence, although I've stopped believing in coincidences from a very long time ago, because, you know, everything is so incredibly coordinated and certainly in politics, right? But as you say, this has been going on for years. So why suddenly now. And I do tend to agree with you. I do think this is about ramping up fear and the fact that they need to have a counterattack on the, the great intelligence that is coming through on our side, because our side is getting bigger. And to have a counterattack on the, the great intelligence that is coming through on our side, because our side is getting bigger and louder, and there are more people joining our side. And that is always problematic for the globalists and their agendas. And, I, you know, I think it's absolutely I'm absolutely loving what you're saying this morning, Gemma. It just is hitting me so strongly and sharply in my solar plexus. And that's when you know that truths are being said, right? When you can actually feel it deep in your soul. Well, that's a very, very um, lovely thing to hear because sometimes you can think to yourself, am I the only one that feels this? Am I the only one that's yeah. thinking there's something a bit off here? But of course, that's what we all were thinking four years ago. Is it just me that doesn't yes. believe this narrative? Is it just me that doesn't want to go along with this fear-based propaganda for an illness with a very high recovery rate? I don't know. Is it just me? And of course, we're all led to believe, yeah, it's just you. You're the lone nutter. Um, and I've, I've just got that same feeling here. Is this just me? Or does this look incredibly orchestrated, designed to put fear in all of us? because that's the only weapon the elites and the controllers have got. There's way more of us than there are of them. And they want to yes. keep our, conscious, our consciousness, this spiritual evolution, which Jason Leosatos was talking about so brilliantly yesterday on Locked and Loaded with Rick Munn. Uh, I, I urge people to go and listen to that interview from yesterday and download it. If this is a spiritual war we're in. It, we're all what's being played out on a 3D level globally, that's what that's the physical reality. But there is another aspect to this. And everybody I urge today listening, keep your vibration high. Do the things yes. you love to do. Yes. Laugh in the laugh in the face of this tyranny because love it, it looks it looks scripted. It is scripted, just like four years ago. They can't play the disease X hand just yet. They're talking about it. They know they can't play it just yet. So they're playing this one instead. Thank you so much, Gemma Cooper, popping out truths with such wonderful wisdom and clarity. We will take a short ad break and we will be right back on today's News Talk. 
TNT's Misty Winston. She says, how is anyone still talking about October 7th? What Israel has done since October 7th is many times worse than what happened on that day by any conceivable metric. The only way to feel otherwise is to believe Israeli lives are worth many times more than Palestinian lives. How is Israeli suffering still being centered over vastly less significant acts of violence three months ago, while ex exponentially worse violence and suffering is being inflicted by Israelis right this very moment? If your nation is attacked and you respond to that attack by immediately murdering thousands of children with incredible savagery, then you forfeit any right to expect anyone to give a shit that your nation was attacked. Israel responded to the Hamas attack by doing something much, much worse than anything Hamas has ever done. And in doing so, completely delegitimizing itself as a state and completely validating everything the Palestinian resistance has been saying about the state of Israel since day one. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Ladies and gentlemen, today's News Talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Welcome back to today's News Talk. Gemma, and a wonderful Keep Your Vibrations Up. I'm just looking in the comments. Peter says, agree, Gemma. Keep our vibrations up. Wasn't that just wonderful what she had to say? It just hit me so squarely. Love that stuff. Uh, I've been that lone nutter. <laughs> Who's saying that in the comments? I've been that lone nutter for decades now, says Shug. I know, I absolutely understand. But that's the whole thing. That's all part of the control mechanism, isn't it? What Gemma was saying is that they, they have to make us believe that we are those low nutters because there truly are more of us than there are of them. And the moment that we realise it, that's when the problems happen. We're just waiting to be joined by the very lovely Carol McGiffin. We're just attempting to connect with her right now. And uh, so I'm here and I'm we need to define Hamas, really. If we're going to refer to the Hamas attack all the time, Hamas does not equal Palestine, says Shin. Absolutely agreed, Shin. I agree with you. Correct, says Craig. Um, and, and this is, here's the thing, is that once again, it's very convenient, isn't it, for the um, the control system to refer to people and organisations with these blanket statements and have us all terrified of even mentioning them for fear of being deemed, you know, whatever, anti-Semitic. And uh, there is something I want to discuss with Carol, which has been going on in uh, in British soaps where they have been putting in some incredible storylines, which is nothing short of absolute propaganda. Let's see what else is going on in the chat. Oh, lots of natural ways to shrink the prostate. Zinc is very important in prostate health, says Dud. Really important. Look, I'm not opposed to 
them talking about the royal family having health issues because that health issues should be more normalized i mean just regular health issues anything to do with the body should absolutely be more normalized what i object to of course is the idea that they're like us that they are going through a, a similar situation to us yes medically they may be but they will have the very best health care available to them um, unquestionably as well as having had the very best diets and not having to do the sort of grueling um, jobs that some people have to do. Some people are, are working three jobs just to survive. You know, it isn't that isn't the same as showing up and cutting a ribbon at a school. It absolutely isn't. And uh, again, the headlines regarding the rules was about how Wills is having to juggle childcare as well as be by Kate's side. How many people are helping them? When I was raising my daughter as a single parent, I'm very, very fortunate to have wonderful brothers and sisters and sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws around me, but not everybody has that. And I do believe it takes a village to raise a child, whereas the royals have a whole retinue of stuff to raise their children. Um, better late than never. Good morning, Zoe. Lovely to see you. What happened to the motivational John fella that used to be on Rise? Are you talking about uh, lovely um, John Hendon? He'll be with us. He will be joining us here on TNT. No question about it. Um, Shug hasn't been near a doctor in decades. Just don't poison yourself with their chemicals and you'll be okay in the main. I, I definitely am far more healthier these days than I've ever been. But that is because, um, I, you know, I had for many, many years a nicotine habit, which thankfully I haven't now had for about the last 10 plus years. But that was one of the worst habits to break. I actually, I've interviewed people and I've interviewed people who have been in rehab and they found it harder to give up nicotine than they did to give up heroin. So, um, yeah, uh, Yes, yes, John's lovely, Holly. Absolutely. The royal family of an uh, army of lackeys, nannies, cooks and cleaners, said Skippy. Yes, Peter, we will also be having Lucinda on with us as well. You've slept on freckles. Who slept on freckles, Craig? I certainly haven't. Absolutely not. I, there's another story that I was interested in while we're just waiting for the lovely Carol to join us. And that is, let me uh, bring it up if I can find it. And that is to do with Michael Jeffress. And uh, Michael Jeffress, of course, from Abercrombie and uh, Fitch. And Netflix did a documentary about him. And he was the former CEO of Abercrombie and Fitch. And he's now being interviewed by the FBI. And it's all to do with the whole issue of uh, allegations, of course, only pure allegations of um, sexual abuse, of trafficking. And these are all a collection of friends who include Mike Jeffress, Leslie Wexner, Leslie Wexner, of course, formerly of Victoria's Secrets. It was never a coincidence to me that the Victoria's Secrets models largely have very childlike bodies. I always thought that was very interesting and not least extremely disturbing. But of course, these people are all linked up. Uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, who allegedly hanged himself in uh, prison, I think it was last year, it might even have been the, the year before, but he was, of course, the model uh, finder, handler, friend of Jeffrey Epstein. But bit by bit, this is all linking up and we're actually seeing a much wider picture, far wider picture than we're necessarily getting from the so-called um, Epstein uh, judge drops. Now, what we have learned, of course, over the last few days is that uh, Sarah Ferguson, 
was actually at the Epstein mansion. I think it was in New York. And that's something that hasn't been discussed before about her um, potential. I'm not suggesting for a second that Sarah Ferguson has been involved in child trafficking, not at all. But her name has never really been associated with Epstein, which I've always found extraordinary because even though Sarah Ferguson and Andrew have long divorced, although there is rumours of them remarrying, um, she's always been absolutely still involved with a ex-husband. And uh, so I thought the revelations to do with Mike Jeffress, absolutely fascinating because, you know, I suppose better late than never, right? Although they do say justice, uh, justice delayed is what, help me, help me somebody. What is the expression? Uh, not justice, justice delayed is justice avoided, or uh, you, you know what I'm getting at. And that, and that is Potentially it isn't it with this whole Epstein crowd and their friends is a lot of them are so incredibly old, you know, they're dying off. Um, if we would uh, believe for a second that Jean-Luc Brunel really killed himself. And um, what a cardiologist told me, what's this? The, uh, told my other half, lady, you're too old to die young of smoking. I like that. Um, was it Wexner who set up something? He was certainly involved, says Mogden. Wexner was involved in many things. Absolutely, he was. No question about it. Um, yes. Oh, that's an absolutely good point. Yes. Sarah Ferguson, of course, uh, latterly has become fairly well known for writing children's stories. And uh, Shug points out she wrote a child's book with a druidic oak tree artwork. Make of that what you will. And uh, it's so lovely getting an opportunity to be able to spend a bit more time in the comments. And I hope to um, in the not too distant future, start being able to take phone calls as well from you so we can have, you know, a, a good live on air chat. We are shortly going to go to a quick news break and we will be back after that. And hopefully we will be able to connect with the lovely Carol McGiffin. Stay right where you are on today's news talk. Now's a good time to break the big news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Pakistan has fired a barrage of missiles into Iran in response to an Iranian missile strike earlier this week. The US has carried out renewed airstrikes on Houthi sites in Yemen. The director of the World Health Organization has admitted the agency was preparing for a new coronavirus before COVID-19 arrived. And the family of an autistic woman killed by an illegal immigrant in the US is now suing the Biden administration for $100 million. I'm Naheem Hines. I support the Muscular Dystrophy Association because they help my mom and kids like Ethan. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. Join us and learn more at mda.org today. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world providing news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. So many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks, and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to 
get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Surtout que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. Welcome back to today's News Talk. It is wonderful to have you with us. We are still having some issues with trying to connect with very lovely Carol McGiffin. She's there in her chateau in France. Carol, if you can hear us. Um, but let me just uh, reflect on some of the things that, that I was going to talk about with Carol, because it is really interesting. So, for example, Coronation Street. This is a British soap that has been going for absolutely decades. I remember it as a child. And clearly, I'm not a baby. And uh, Coronation Street of course, is in soaps in particular are incredibly influential in putting out messages. And they have frequently been used to put out messages. In fact, one of my former co-hosts on a show that I used to work with actually worked on Coronation Street. He was the bad boy. Good morning to you, Sean, if you can hear me out there. And uh, he talked about how they had to reshoot scenes on Coronation Street because there had been an issue where they hadn't shot a scene correctly in front of advertising for um, a, a big pharma drug. Phenomenal. And who thought these things were independent and propaganda free? Well, let me tell you, not me. And uh, there's a video which is buzzing around online from a new clip from Coronation Street. Now, that I found it so incredibly sinister to watch. So what you have are two young female characters and this man, they're in the cafe and this man starts talking about conspiracy theories. In fact, things that, that you and I know are not conspiracy theories at all, but conspiracy facts. And uh, he's like talking about, you know, jabs and lockdowns and various things like that. And so the conversation with the two young girls continues when they're at home and they start to talk about how some of these conspiracy theories are really dangerous. And they actually use the example of MMR. And one of these girls said, yeah, that, you know, that's sort of a classic example of how dangerous conspiracy theories are because all these children went unprotected. Well, let me tell you, my child was one of them and that was 26 years ago and she didn't go unprotected. She was hugely protected by not having the MMR. And I remember at the time, it was quite early in, in the days to be doing it, but uh, I, I had an incredible midwife and she actually said to me, I completely agree with you, but don't, you don't tell the doctors that. And I remember doctors and nurses being absolutely savage with me when I said, no, my daughter isn't having the MMR. And uh, one doctor turned around to me, said, it's because of people like you that disease spread. How dare he? Anyway, they are now pumping it out on Coronation Street. And then they started to talk about banks and cabals. And one of the girls said, yeah, the problem about that is that's a cl classic anti-Semitic trope. 
listen, we have to be able to talk about the fact that the control system is largely controlled by the black rocks of this world, by the banking system. It, it is irrelevant of the culture, faith, religion of a person. If they're abusing us, we have to be able to call them out. And it is nothing but pure gaslighting and distraction to try and stop us from doing it when they when they say things like this in a soap that is beaming out to millions of people um, in the evening. It boils my blood. It absolutely does. And, uh, you know, so the thing is, all I can really say is the best thing, and I'm sure I don't need to say this to the brilliant TNT viewers, but if you know anybody, truly, tell them to switch off because they were also talking. They were making jokes and saying things like, oh, yeah, about the microchip from COVID, about how it's malfunctioning. They are trying to belittle some of the information around COVID, probably in preparation for disease X. We're not having it. Listen, I will be back shortly after this brief break with my guest, Michael Shaw. He's got some brilliant things to talk about. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. We are for pets. We do anything for them because they do everything for us. We are for people, for those who love pets unconditionally. We are for good, from adoptions and veterinary care to disaster relief and fighting pet hunger. We stand together to create a better world for pets and families in need. We are PetSmart Charities. For pets, for people, for good. You're listening to Sonia Poulton on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back to today's News Talk. I am so grateful to you for being with me today. I have on the line Michael Shaw. He's an author, an award-winning songwriter. He's also the author of In Pursuit of Being, A Journey of Realignment to Purpose, following trauma. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Sonia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Can't complain. Just keep going along. Yes, absolutely. Now, your particular trauma was the death of your young mum when you yourself, you were still fairly young in the 90s. And your book is, it's beautifully written. It's sort of a, a spiritual opus in many respects. It's sort of about your own personal self-discovery, but to widen it out much further, it really can apply to anybody who's experienced trauma, right? Absolutely. I've, I've been finding that, um, you know, when I started the book, it was really just trying to like get rid of um, a lot of the feelings that were inside that were circling around that I felt like, you know, needed to be dealt with and processed. 
and just like um, packed away finally. So I started doing it and I realized that whilst I was doing it, several like friends of mine and associates and stuff were going through the improvement experience themselves. And I was talking to them about the situation and, you know, about their experiences and stuff. And one of the things that I was noticing, they was having a hard time articulating how they felt about the whole experience. Right. And, you know, cause it's really, it's a personal thing. So everyone deals with it in a different way. So yeah, it was a really, a, you know, difficult thing for them to articulate. And they were just like, Oh, you know, um, I, I don't know how to explain it and how I'm feeling and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, I've been through it and I, you know, it's come at a, an early stage for me and it's my mum. So it was, you know, one of the, something that's really profound is my mum. It's the first experience with bereavement. And I was just like, so I, I do have a handle on how you're feeling. So I, you know, I started to like convey to them how they were feeling. And it, I just found that they were like really receptive to, you know, what I was saying and just really aligned with it. So it right. Really there's a lot like, of very, yeah, sorry, there's a lot of very profound realizations. It's almost like you're having those realizations as you're writing the book. So, you know, you're, you were also asking questions such as, should I be rejoicing at her return home? Is it selfish for me to be crying about her death? And you reach this conclusion that, that your mum had, had long gone, that, that she, is this earth vessel and that it was now time to communicate with her in spirit, which was really beautiful to read because I also lost my mum when I was very young as well. But what did that actually feel like when you were going through that? Um, yeah, it was very, it was, it was really strange. Like, you know, explained in the book at the, at the point of like going to the funeral, prior to going to the funeral, I just had a vision in my head. Like, you know, I didn't want to look at a body because I felt like it was going to be my like, lasting sort of impression and vision, of, you know, and memory. So I didn't want to do it. And it just kept on going around and around my head. Like, yeah, this is not something that I, um, I'm going to do. And then I just heard a voice, like, whilst I was sitting there and everyone was walking up and, you know, having a look. And, and it was just like, you know, go and have a look. And I recognized it as Bye. being like, you know, my mum, <laughs> just by the energy of, of what it was, like the, the frequency of what it was. And I went and I had a look. And as soon as I did, everything in my life switched, like at that time, like literally everything, the whole... That's phenomenal. Yeah, the whole relationship to like what death is and, you know, we have this thing in our minds where it's just like, oh, it's just this final thing and oh my God, they're gone and, you know, and it didn't hit me that way when I went and I, and I had a look, you know, it just hit me like completely differently. It was just like, oh, I get it. It was like right, a light bulb right. Bulb. Right, yeah. absolutely. There's so much that's going on in your book. I can't even begin to convey it in the brief time that we have to discuss. But, you know, you, you talk about, so then you start to have these sort of major um, realizations about yourself. You discover about the impact of blockages in areas like your energy centers, for example, and how for so long you had only been loving the parts of yourself that you approved of. That's such a profound statement. Definitely. And you know, you once you once you start to have like self reflection, because we, when you go through the um, experience, it, you you have to, you know, go through that sort of self reflection um, right. period where you're trying to realign with everything in your life, because like right. everything is just like going into free fall. You're not sure what's going on. 
especially when it's your first experience with it, it's, it's like, wow, what's going on? This is crazy. What's going to happen? How does this look on the other side? What's going, you right. know, um, right. what's happening like um, right. with the future, with my future, with, you know, everything right. is just up in the air. So you have to I've, like I've got I've got about three different things coming through my ear at the moment. Sorry, Michael, just bear with me. No worries. Hello, Miss McGiff. Is it possible if you can turn off whatever you've got there, please? <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Sorry, it's one of those mornings, clearly. But it's a, no, brilliant. No, no problem. So it's a, it's a process of peeling back the layers for you, right? And you realise the importance of a good relationship with yourself. I think it's paramount. For everyone, yeah, I think the first relationship yeah. you should have is with, is with yourself, because you know a lot of people get into relationships and stuff with other people prior to even having a relationship with themselves, and then expect you know that relationship to be a fruitful one with right. someone else when they don't actually know themselves. So how do we then expect other people to know us, and we right. don't even exactly. know ourselves? You know, exactly. And you think, ask these. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Go on. No, I, yeah, I was just saying, like, so, you know, I just think it's a really important thing and it's an aspect of us that we really, you know, ought to get to grips with, primarily, yes. like, from the yacht. Absolutely. You ask these big, massive sort of existential questions such as, what do I want? What would I change? What is my purpose? Did you, without giving away too much detail, do, do you feel that you reach those conclusions to your own satisfactory, well, satisfaction? At this stage, yeah. I feel like I have. Like, I feel like purpose is something like we all have, like, a purpose. And I think we all have a shared purpose in that we are creators. Like, we're all creators. We create with our... Right our words, we create with our thoughts. We're constantly in creation mode. So right. I think, you know, that's like a shared purpose uh, um, that we have as a collective. But right. I think on, in a more sort of like definitive way, I think the purpose is to realize and understand that everything is connected and we're all connected to everything. And yes. so yes. the aim is to consciously create do you understand? So that if we're conscious that, you know, everything we do is connected to something else and it has an, an effect on something else, then you create with a certain consciousness, you know, right. rather right. than like from a selfish point of view, like, oh, I just want to create this and, you know, I want to create this car and this lifestyle. But cool. How does it impact the greater collective outside? Right. Absolutely. So think, and what I... I think one of the things that you, you kind of conclude on is who we become at the end of our story is that's what lives on, you know, with regards who we are and all this striving to make more money and acquire, 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 that just all falls away, right? Absolutely. Because I, I realised, you know, at the time of my mum's passing, I could have had a hundred million sitting there, it wouldn't have changed anything. Right. So it's like, you know, right. I got that quick wake up call at that time. It was just like, you know, Okay, yeah. there's a there's, I hear you, know, you. I, make a I mean to you. live and then there's like things that are really important. Yeah. Listen, Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I urge everybody, it's available now in paperback, In Pursuit of Being, Michael Shaw, that is him on the line, author, award-winning songwriter, and so much more. Michael, take good care of yourself. Good luck with the book. Brilliant. Thank you, Sean. And take care.
pleasure. Take good care of yourself. And I am delighted to finally to be able to connect with the lovely Carol McGiffin. Good morning, Carol. Oh, good morning, Sonia. I'm so sorry I had a bit of technical difficulty. In fact, everything just broke. So anyway, I'm here now. How are you? Well, I'm I'm grand. I, it's happening for everybody this morning. There's so much going on. There must be something out there in the ether, right? Um, it is wonderful to be joined by Carol. She is, of course, the leg. She's not just Carol McGiffin. She's the legendary Carol McGiffin. She's a journalist. She's a broadcaster. She was famous, famously let go. Don't you be raising your eyes to me, young lady. She was famously <laughs> let go from the daytime TV's Loose Women for speaking out about a multitude of things, including COVID. I mean, what did they expect? What, I mean, Carol, you are famous for being somebody who speaks the truth, right? And uh, and that's exactly um, what you're going to do. Yes, you yeah. are. Well, you would concur not, with not that, according to them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but you you are you are, and that and that is one of the things that people have been able to relate to you so strongly over the last four years. Is you did you did obviously speak out about COVID, but in in the time that we have left. Let us look. So I was just referring to the whole Coronation Street thing before you came on. And that I find that extremely mm. alarming that a soap of such influence can just push such propaganda. Tell us your thoughts on it. Um, well, I, I think it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, it happened on EastEnders a few years ago when they were pushing the yes. vaccines. And um, I, yeah, I tweeted about it yesterday, actually, because it, it really it really upsets me because it, during 2020, 2021, 2022 into it, it was it was the case that the government was kind of paying for everything with ITV, especially most of the adverts that were going out on TV. Probably the only reason ITV could have kept going was because of the government supporting it with it with its um, with its propaganda <laughs> and advertising. Um and well, the BBC has always been doing the government's uh, running anyway. So it's like the the problem for me is like when when I watched it, when I saw the EastEnders one, I didn't see the ITV one, the Coronation Street one. I saw that on Twitter. But when I watched it, you kind of know what they're doing. You know exactly what they're doing. They're portraying yeah. people to be stupid if they question yes. anything. And yes. and this is this is exactly and the other thing that they do. And what they think is right is to do it through soaps because people are, are thick. People who watch soaps are stupid. And that's how they're going to convince the masses that they shouldn't question anything because that's the ultimate goal. They want to crush dissent. They don't want people questioning anything. They don't want people like you and me right. coming out and telling people that actually there is an alternative view. Yes, absolutely. You're not necessarily they a conspiracy theorist. If someone, if someone looks up conspiracy theorists, it will come up with... Uh, Actually, that came true, that came true, that came true, or it was true. It was always true, but everybody right. just smeared you and smeared the people who were saying it. So, and this is why, they, why they're doing it through soaps. So they think they're clever, but they're not. They're not the clever ones. The people who are watching those soaps, they're not so stupid. I've been out about in the country, in the UK, and people are not stupid. They know what's going on. Absolutely spot on. I was discussing this with Gemma Cooper earlier. The whole idea is to make us look like lone nutters. And what we've mm. obviously learned very clearly over the last four years is that we're we're huge. We we are literally legion, aren't we, as anonymous like to say? But we are, and that is the reality. When you get out there, you see it. But Coronation Street, they really went for the kill, didn't they? MMR, 
uh, classic anti-Semitic tropes about talking about banks and cabals, microchip from COVID is malfunctioning. I mean, somebody was having a, a great day writing those lines, right? Can you imagine? It's almost like they came straight from government. Right, put this in right. your your very popular soap. It's like as if one of those kids in Coronation Street would use the word trope. I mean, seriously, like most people don't exactly. even know what trope means. I mean, they just right. they use language that, that that you know doesn't come from them. And and probably, I don't know, the actors, they're quite young in, in the scene, the latest scene. Um, they probably don't know what they're saying anyway, but obviously they're actors. They're told to say things, they say them. And it's, in a way, it probably does have an influence on some people because um, soaps are enormously influential and people do yes. sometimes think they're real. So yes. I think it's really dangerous. And I think it's all part of this master plan for the government to just shut down dissent with the, this dissent with the online safety bill, everything to stop people from questioning their narrative. It's happening in the EU as well with the, the Digital Services Act, which is absolutely terrifying. Yes. Um, and people have to stand up to it. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is like the, the the writing came straight from government HQ, isn't it? That's what I was reminded of this morning mm. when I saw the Daily Mail headline saying we need to pray for the royal family having routine uh, surgery. I mean, it's like, did did Camilla write this headline? Who wrote it exactly? It, it feels like that, doesn't it? It's like levels of uh, gaslighting and propaganda is extraordinary. I agree with you, though. It's like none of this is in isolation. There are all these other agendas taking place. So obviously this week, World Economic Forum. Tony Blair, remember last year, he was actually saying that uh, you have to, we need a proper digital infrastructure because we need to know who's vaccinated or not. What are your thoughts about what's going on at WEF this week? Well, um, it's, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty terrifying because they are doing it now, it, it absolutely out in the open. And again, yes. it's like, you know, the TV bosses, they think people are stupid. They think, think that you can't see what they're doing. And when Ursula von der Leyen stands up there and goes, we're doing this for your safety, we're doing this for the global goals, you, you think, hang on a minute, who, who listens to that and goes, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then they say, she said yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. She said that uh, it wasn't conflict, what the Conflicts that they're all starting, they mean, <laughs> conflict, and it wasn't climate change that, that was the biggest worry. It was disinformation and misinformation. Oh, yes, of course, because uh, it's all about rebuilding trust, even though, and that again, in itself. I was talking about the Digital Services Act. It, sorry, there was a little delay there. But again. Yeah, the thing is, you can't re. Yeah. Oh, we are. We are having some interesting. There is a you know, bit of a but delay, this is the beauty of of <laughs> live of live media, isn't it? Is these things happen, and it doesn't. Do you know what? It almost <laughs> doesn't matter. It happens because it shows how blooming real we all are, right? That's yeah. the important thing. And but yeah. the thing is, yeah. is that yeah, I agree. Uh, and we're getting it's uh, getting out there. It is exactly, and it it may be stuttery, and we may have some difficulty connecting. Sometimes they're probably there with their pliers stopping us from connecting or whatever. But the point is, is that they are. It's, it's the ultimate gaslighting taking 
taking place at WEF this week, right? This whole idea of rebuilding trust. Rebuilding trust because we see you all as warmongering demons who are trying to, you know, rule over us and quite rightly. And that now they're, they're gathering together to say, what can we do about it? Do you think they're scared? Oh, I do think they're scared. Yeah, I think they know that people are onto them. And this this whole rebuilding trust, you can't rebuild something that wasn't there in the first right. place. No one, no one's ever looked at the WEF and gone, yeah, I'm interested in what they're saying. I mean, that whole that's that small tape of them, you will owe nothing and you will be happy, has been around for for years, actually. And they I think it's still on their website. And there's so much on their website that people look at. Or, or rather they don't look at because you would still be called by certain groups of people a conspiracy theorist if you talk about the WEF and you talk about Klaus Schwab. And of course, they're probably only obeying the orders from a higher order, which, you know, bankers, who knows, who knows, probably people who control the money. I mean, there there is so much going on with the digital currencies. They're not they're not stopping. And they know that people can see it now. And I really do think I do think they're running scared, but they're not doing themselves any favours, are they? But with the way they're talking and, and the things that they're saying. And if people did pay attention to it, everyone used to think that Davos was just like, oh, it's just a load of businessmen going off right. and, and talking right. about money. And, and it, it's not. It's a huge thing. You've got the WHO, you've got the WEF, you've got all of those horrible entities that that's literally want to control you and me and everybody in the world and everything that you have and everything that you do. And they think they're going to get away with it. But we, it, I, I can't see that they ever will because there are too many people who are in the wide awake club now. 100% knowledge is power. And that's that's what's so important about TNT is because there's like so much knowledge. I mean, I've literally, I'm, my, sh my show is only an hour. And today I just feel that the amount of truth and knowledge that as I, I'm receiving, like I'm hearing from other people and it's so wonderful. And that is going out there in the ether. Each one, teach one. Every, you know, I do think that we have like a serious opportunity to mount this sort of fantastic counterattack. You know, even up to a year ago, people were denying to me that there was such a thing as a great reset. Carol, can you believe that? I mean, there was a book written about it. What? <laughs> I know. I know exactly. But I do I don't think the problem is with people. They they just think it won't happen. And they think that right. you know, certainly friends of mine, they just put their heads in the sand and they go, it, oh, they, they would never do that. It, it, it's like the, the 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 pandemic, you know, the fake pandemic and the vaccines and everything else. It was like a lot of people would say to me, "Yeah, but they, the government wouldn't do that." But they did it. They actually yes. did it. And you can yes. just tell from the whole COVID inquiry, the whitewash, the so much gaslighting. I mean, it's just I couldn't listen to a single word of it. I read quite a bit of it, but it, it's it, it's almost people do actually just. Just go, ah, oh, they wouldn't do that. They would never do that. They wouldn't do that to their own people. They they did, they have, and they will do it again. So, you yes. know, you've got disease X. You know, everybody's talking about disease X, which right. is what is disease X? It's not even there yet. They don't even. Right. There's lots of X's going on, isn't there? The COVID inquiry is fairly hilarious, and I don't mean that in any humorous way, meaning Benefit never it, so yeah. many. You know, who knows what, what is, but it's ramping it up, you know.
Yes, 100%. That COVID inquiry, though, never have so many WhatsApp messages been lost in so short a period of time. How can they, these people have the very best technicians available to them and tech people. It is impossible for me to believe they can't recover a few WhatsApp messages. I mean, again, absolute gaslighting. They expect us to believe this nonsense. But thanks to people, wonderful people, like the legendary Carol McGiffin, we are not believing it. And I, I appreciate even more, Carol, because you, you have been in the mainstream for so long. So your voice carries to, to parts that some people in more alternative media might not be able to reach. I'm so grateful for you being able to join us today, despite any so. issues, absolutely irrelevant. You know what, it, it, what you've had to say is has been absolutely wonderful and everything is exactly how it is supposed to be. That's my take on life anyway. I want to thank you all for joining us today on today's News Talk. Now more than ever, this station is so vitally important. We are part of the resistance, proudly so. This is, as I say, the legendary Carol McGiffin. You are all incredibly legendary. Don't forget to keep contact with me. Email me, message me on whatever platform you need. This is today's News Talk. Thank you for joining us today and see you tomorrow. Take excellent care of yourself. <laughs>